Lift up your heads, O gates, be lifted you up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, you may be seated. During Advent, our Anglican morning prayers have daily given us these words from Psalm 24. We might ask, where are these gates and doors that when their hanging heads are lifted will let the King of Glory come in? Once we locate the gates and the doors, how do we open them? For we long for this King of Glory to come in and to take over our lives and our whole social structure. Who is the King of glory, one mighty in battle, the Lord of heaven's armies, none other than the one who set the earth on the foundations of the rivers of the deep, the creator of the universe himself. He alone can straighten out the mess we humans have made of our lives and of our world. This song, with all its cryptic and wonderful poetic language, was written for God's chosen people. And when it was written, there were struggles going on and people were getting tired of waiting for this king of glory to correct the injustices committed among them and against them. If he created this world, why was it in such confusion, so full of poverty and sadness, dysfunctional families and violent governments and self-serving religious leaders. The people of God were tired of waiting for the latest pestilence or pandemic to be over. The psalmist's call is for the lifting of heads and the opening of doors to encourage a discouraged people. His message then is consistent with the end time advice of Jesus. When you see injustice and violence around you, look up, for your redemption is near. And now it is Christmas. And this season, in this season, how might we respond to these calls to lift up our heads and open the metaphorical, metaphorical gates and doors? In the fourth century, St. Andrew's, Ambrose, Bishop of Milan, gave this Christmas exhortation. Open wide your door to the one who comes. Open your soul. Throw open the depths of your heart to see the riches of simplicity, the treasures of peace, the sweetness of grace. Open your heart and run to meet the son of eternal life. <clears throat> light that illumines all men, excuse me. In his sermon, in his Christmas Eve sermon, Father Arcadia showed us the timeless, exalted, and eternal Christ becoming a human demonstration of God with us. In the same gospel message read today, John reminded us of a great 
paradox. No one has ever seen God. But the only God who is at the Father's side, he has made God known. In this sentence, we get a glimpse into the Trinity. God the Son at the Father's side, making God known. God gives us scriptural truth about himself, and then by the light of Christ, we begin to see through that amazing information to a knowledge of God in the very core of our being. And by the coming of Jesus, then, we have seen God's glory, the glory of the one and only Son of the Father. And today, the second day of Christmas, the star has led us to Bethlehem to see what only childlike faith can see in the face of a baby. What do we see? Perhaps Paul says it best. God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. I recently read of a pastor whose wife was dying of cancer. At the hour of her departure, as it neared, she was slipping in and out of consciousness, and he was sitting at her bedside. Suddenly, she opened her eyes wide and said to her husband, Sam, from now on, when you speak to people, tell them only of the unseen. Why, asked her husband. Because, she responded, that is the only thing that's real. When we see the beauty of our compassionate God in the face of a baby, we see the only thing that's real. And what do we see? The creator of the universe self-created to appear as a child. Indeed, the unseeable is now visible. But in what circumstances? Born to a poverty-stricken young couple, relegated to give birth in a barn and reduced to placing the baby in a feeding trough. Is this then the conquering king of glory that will bring the change that we have all been waiting for? So few people of Jesus' day knew anything about his birth. And even when he was grown up and preaching from town to town, most people who saw him did not see his glory, nor did they realize that they were looking at God in the flesh. Even his disciples had to have some very special eye-opening experiences with Jesus to begin to see, as in a glass darkly, that he was the Christ, the Son of the living God. To most, his glory was shrouded, but to those whose hearts were open was given to see through the seen to the unseen. In a Christmas sermon, Meister Eckhart references Augustine as having asked, What does it avail me that 
this birth of Christ is always happening if it does not happen in me. That it should happen in me is what, is what matters. Dear friends, in today's epistle, Paul tells us how the Spirit opens the eyes of our heart to see God in Jesus. He writes, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, so that we might receive adoption as children. And later in the paragraph, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, it is the Spirit of Christ in us that opens our eyes so that we can see the invisible God in a baby whom we, could, we can only imagine with the help of the Scripture. This Word, this Spirit, moves us to a birth in us that reflects the eternal birth of the Son within the Trinity. Seeing this, a worshipful cry rises in us that cannot be repressed. Abba, Father. It is as if Mary's experience is our experience. The Holy Spirit moved on her and she humbly believed and carried Jesus in her body for nine months and then gave birth to him. What she saw by simple faith and the gift of the Spirit, we can see. What was given to her is given to us. With eyes of gratitude, we let go of our judgments and our opinions. We let go of the news reports of the abductions and the school shootings and the ecological destruction. We let go of our personal sadness and disappointments just long enough to see the sacredness of life and being in the face of a child. There we realize that life and being in us proceed from an invisible, transcendent, and infinitely abundant source, for from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. As Christ is being formed in us by the work of the Spirit, we begin to long for that child born in us to take complete control of our world. Only one so humble and gentle and loving would be able to rule the world in righteousness. And in that longing, once again, we see the unseen, the infant king, now the risen Lord, returning to our troubled world with justice that will eliminate our fear and violence in all our wayward ways. We realize by faith that Jesus has come. He is with us, and he will come again. Perhaps Dostoevsky's character Alyosha expresses this vision most vividly. He said, I believe like a child that suffering will be healed and made up for that all the humiliating absurdity of human contradictions will vanish like a pitiful mirage, like the despicable fabrication of the impotent and infinitely small Euclidean mind of man, that in the world's finale, 
at the moment of eternal harmony, something so precious will come to pass that it will suffice for all hearts, for the comforting of all resentments, for the atonement of all the crimes of humanity, for all the blood that they've shed, that it will make it not only possible to forgive, but to justify all that has happened. He continues, here is the secret of renewal for all, the power that will finally establish the truth on earth, and all will be holy and will love one another. And there will be neither rich nor poor, neither exalted nor humiliated, but all will be like the children of God and the true kingdom of Christ will come. My friends, holy people of God, it is Christmas. The fullness of time has come. Let us rejoice in the coming kingdom already here, visible with the eyes of faith in the face of the infant Christ. Looking within our own hearts, by grace we see the unseen Christ, because the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen.